the This Week in Music History podcast with Marty Miller from Nova.ie and Radio Nova. Well, hello there and welcome to our little podcast. This is where we take a look back over the week that was and this is the week of November 30th until December 4th. So what happened this week in music history? Well, Joey Ramone got his own place, finally. There were Flying Pigs in 1976 this week and Elton John, Rats on Rod Stewart and by God does it lead to some trouble. We'll talk about all of that over the next few minutes. Welcome to this, the extremely short but informative podcast, The Week in Music History. We'll start back in 1982 when Michael Jackson's Thriller album was released. It just became so big. In fact, it's still so big. Isn't it the biggest selling pop album of all time to this day? Eddie Van Halen plays on it, who we lost recently. Toto's Steve Lukather plays on it. Jeff Beccaro of Toto plays on it as well. Here's Steve, though. What a great talking voice Steve Lukather has. (laughs) Remembering a certain track on the album and just falling around laughing because... Is this for real? And we're just going like, this is going to be absolutely fantastic, man. And, uh, <laughs> and the song starts, he goes, the doggone girl is mine. And if I could have a camera look on Jeff's face, man, we fell out, man. We fell out. We were cracking up with the lyric, the doggone girl is mine. In 2003, on this week, a block of East 2nd Street in New York City was officially renamed Joey Ramone Place. It's where Joey once lived with his bandmate Didi Ramone of the Ramones and kind of close to CBGB, the club where they played their first gigs. Joey Ramone Place became New York City's most stolen sign. But we're here to celebrate Joey Ramone. And I wanted to say that Joey was an outsider artist. He was a man engaged in intense self-exploration. He was a person who truly lived at the edge while, while challenging our traditional cultural values. In 1964 this week, The Who played their first of 22 consecutive Tuesday night shows at the Marquee in London. The Marquee world famous, The Who now world famous. How much were they paid for, repeat, paid for each show? 50 quid. This was cringe-worthy television in 1976 this week. The Sex Pistols appeared on an early evening TV show called The Today Show, hosted by a fella called Bill Grundy. Queen were supposed to be on, but Freddie had to go to the dentist, so they just got the Sex Pistols on instead. Well, it all went pear-shaped. Susie, she was just being, like, coy with him. And he said, oh, maybe we'll meet after. We'll meet after, shall we? You dirty son You dirty old man Steve completely understood That he was talking to a drunk As you would a drunk in a pub And he just topped him Well keep going Keep going Go on you've got another five seconds Say something outrageous You dirty to 1978 when Rod Stewart was number one on the UK singles chart with Do You Think I'm Sexy? Then came the plagiarism suit by a Brazilian musician confirming that the song had been nicked from him. 
Elton John takes up the story. Go Do on. you think I'm sexy was stolen from something? We went to Rio together to the carnival, right. and the main thing that he bought a record in Rio, which was Ole Ole. Uh, no, that's the World Cup one, which he also stole. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's da 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 and not many people know it, but I right. have the record. It's by a guy called Jorge Ben. It was this week back in 2014 that the American saxophone player Bobby Keys died, best known for being the main saxophone player in the Stones. Bobby Keys is not the best saxophone player in the world. He's the best rock and roll saxophone player in the world. We had to find a rocker, you know, and he was the only one. Moves, plays the saxophone in one giant swagger. He has that looseness about the rock and roll. He knows how to roll. His life's been a, a life of being Bobby Keys, you know, and uh, must must have been a hell of a ride for him. To flying pigs this week back in 1976 when a giant 40-foot inflatable pig could be seen floating above London. This is for Pink Floyd's Animals album cover when they tied the big old pig to the Battersea Power Station. Nick Mason and Dave Gilmore take up the story. There was also a highly paid marksman whose job was to deflate the pig with a well-placed shot in the event of it escaping. But unfortunately, for various different reasons, we didn't actually get the shot we wanted that day. The next morning, everyone reported for work, with the exception of the marksman. who got stuck in traffic somewhere <laughs> or overslept. Anyway, by the time the marksman got there, the pig was at 20,000 feet and heading for Dover. There was a, a police helicopter did give chase, but the pig was actually, <laughs> it actually was climbing like an F-14 at the time. And... Um, it was some time later, I think, it reached a certain height and then the various safety valves opened and it, it began a gentle descent and uh, landed in a field in Kent. Of that. The thing was nearly in space before the safety valves kicked in. In 2014 this week, the brilliant keyboard and instrumentalist Ian McLagan died of a stroke at age 69. He was an absolute gent. We had him in here a couple of times at Nova. He of the small faces and the faces. He worked with the Stones and Bob Dylan. He toured with the Stones. Jackson Brown, Bruce Springsteen, Bonnie Raitt, Joe Cocker. Ian never felt his age. Absolutely not. I'm actually 18 inside this ageing body. The brain is still, you know, the mental attitude is still 18, so... I'm still uh, scratching and, and biting and fighting my way through a day, you know. It was this day in 1971, the thing that inspired Deep Purple's smoke on the water happened. A fire during a show by Frank Zappa at the Montreux Casino in Switzerland. Fire! Arthur Brown! In 1980 this week, two months after the tragic death of drummer John Bonham, Led Zeppelin were to be no more. They decided it was not right to tamper with their legacy by bringing someone else in to play drums. It's quite incredible considering that ACDC gave us Back in Black that same year 
and it went on to be their biggest selling album and one of the biggest selling albums of all time we wish it to be known that the loss of our dear friend and the deep respect we have for his family together with the deep sense of undivided harmony felt by ourselves and our manager have led us to decide that we cannot continue as we were here's Robert Plant of Zepp remembering meeting John for the first time he said you're alright he said but you'd be a lot better if you had the best drummer in the world behind you I said yeah yeah I suppose you're him. He said, yeah, these are the songs we do. Just come along and play. But you make your own way there. Never a dull moment, really, until 1980. And that is a little look at the week that was in music history. The week being November 3rd until December 4th. Thank you for checking out our podcast. Tell your friends if they want to listen to something that's quite short and informative and you may learn something from it. Yay, to check out our little podcast. The Week in Music History from Radio Nova and Nova. My name is Marty Miller. Thanks for listening.